Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yo, 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 what's poppin'? You currently locked in with the coldest podcast in the land. It's your boy, B. Jones, a.k.a. Bolo, and you know when I'm pulling up to the porch. I can't pull up without my dog. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Big Smitty, a.k.a. D-Nice. And where we at again, Bolo? Y'all know we in a place to be. So tell a friend to tell a friend to grab a drink and pull up, because this is The Porch. Started on the porch, that was where it all began. Had to put in work, every day we got it in. We chased all our dreams and now they can't believe it. We make it look easy, we achieving everything we need. Now we undefeated. If we link, no, it's only business. If we get to speak and leave them speechless. I did things for free, but now it costs a scene. When you see me, you ain't gotta greet me. Just don't plot the sneak. I'ma see you, I'ma stop and watch you lose and get the Yes, sir. yes, sir. How you doing, man? I'm blessed and highly favored, sir. How you doing? Hey, amen to that. I'm feeling good. Yeah. It's been a busy day. Busy. Grinding. Worked out earlier. Had to do the show with Fox. Just came back from another podcast about the game. Now we on the porch. That's it. Hey, look. Hey, ain't it always a good time when you just can finish your day on the porch? Just Come imagine on, just being in the sea in the sunset, just being on the porch. Nice little drink. <laughs> Shooting the shit, you know, and we got a special guest on today. Very so. special guest. I got my blue solo with me right now. So you know what that means. Uh-oh. You know what time I'm on. But like you said, we do have a very special guest on today. Big time guest on the porch. She's a model, an influencer, a travel blogger, a singer. She can do it all. The multi-talented Tori Green. Welcome to the porch. What's up? I'm Tori. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we continue, Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V, believe, to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and you know if you come to the porch, you might get entertainment, you might get music, we might be talking about some food. Hell, who knows what we might be talking about on the porch. At the end of the day, take advantage of all the amazing offers available in 2022. Use promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online where the game starts. How you doing? I'm good. Love it. Love chilling. it. Hey, chilling is good. Chilling is good. So now we appreciate you for pointing to the porch. I know our fans are going to be very excited to learn more about you. So let's get straight to it. Man, my first question, I've been following you, uh, I think on IG for quite some time. And every time I see you. Really? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and I just feel like you have this fun, positive vibe about you. So we're going to start with a hard hitting question. How do you define happiness? Mm. Oh, that's a really tough one. That's tough because I feel like happiness is so like unique to the individual that's seeking it out. Like, I don't feel Mm. like happiness can be defined really for any, like any blanket statement definition. It's really the way you define it for yourself and what genuinely makes you happy. And I'm not talking about like, oh, like the, like the quick, like not really tangible happiness. I'm talking about like, actually like, makes you happy and you go to sleep like thinking about it like a lot of people forget about the little things and that's what I love to focus on because usually the beauty is in the little things and that's what kind of makes me happy is like 
acts of service and the little things that make you happy and help your day out a little bit. So to me, like happiness is helping other people or like people that genuinely help others. Got you. Amen to that, man. Amen to that. So let's dive into, to, you know, your story more specifically, what is life like as Tory Green? I know that's probably like a, a funny question, right? But like I said, you know, before, that is because I'm just living this life, and to me, it's just my life. <laughs> yes, but from the outside looking in, it's, looking in, it's like, man, she's just happy, like living free. Like one one weekend, you might be out the country in some water. Dude, the next weekend, you I might be in Vegas, it. and then you grind. And it's like, what is life like as Tory Green? Like, how can you explain your life? The best way I can explain my life is I have ADD. So I need constant entertainment, constant movement for me to truly find enjoyment in my life and what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So when I was young, I started traveling. Like that would be the one thing that my family would save up for the year. Like we're going to go on like a big trip as a family. So that's always been something to me that has been a sense of happiness. And I just like, I'm a Sagittarius. I want to explore. I want to see the world. I want to see everything. So to me, like, I'd rather spend money on traveling to go somewhere than like a purse or a car or something. So I've just always being someone that wants to travel and wants to be out in the world and doing things that basically requires having an income that's direct, that's not directly tied to your time. So I got Mm -hmm. into the idea of passive income and that's basically what I do now. And that allows me to be able to travel and do all this stuff. And also the traveling is my job too now. So I basically took something I loved and was able to monetize off of it. So it doesn't really feel like work when I'm doing it 24 seven. That's the dream. She took her passion and her love and found a way to monetize it. Come on, Tori. And come on, like, it's definitely not always the easiest thing. It's definitely still being an entrepreneur and there's ups and downs and there's months where I'm like, why am I doing this? And then there's months (laughs) that I'm like, this is why I do this. Like, it's (laughs) It's such a spectrum. And that's kind of one of the things I love about it, too, is like, you never know. And you could be so up one month as long as you're smart with your money and you re either like invest it back in something that you know Mm -hmm. is going to make money or reinvest it in yourself. You'll always continue to level up in those influxes of money will continue to grow and be bigger each time. Amen. That's, that's amazing. Uh, so as far as like, you know, so many moving parts, doing so many things, businesswoman, um, like to have fun, like to explore, I guess, talk to us about just, you know, planning, you know, how are you able to, you know, effectively plan out a day or week? Do you use a planner? Is it all in your thoughts? Do you have like someone, a personal planner, I guess, kind of talk us through, you know, how you schedule, you know, how I get through my day. Yeah. (laughs) How I keep my head on straight. Well, I literally said I would lose my head if it wasn't attached to my body. So there's like, (laughs) you and me both. (laughs) Lord Jesus, the amount of times I lose my key, like my dog has an air tag on him. It's very serious at this point. Seriously. But, um, wait, 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 wait. Bring stop. us back. Bring us back. Got to bring it back. So an air tag, is that like a, mm-hmm. like a chip? Like a tracker. To like, like a tracker. tracker. Okay. okay. He's chipped too. So he's chipped. But when I found out that the chip only tells you like a certain radius within a right. mile, like your dog's in this mile radius, like I'm never going to find a seven right. pound right. dog in a one mile radius. I was like, I need something more accurate. I need to know like he's on the corner of like wherever he is. <laughs> Dang. So, I never heard of the air. I didn't know they even had those out. What? Dude, I might, I might like, be buy a couple of those for different reasons, just to know where, know where my people that's, at. That's kind of how, like, I, I, I found out about air tags. Was a lot of girls were posting that, like, their crazy stalker exes were putting air tags in their car. What? So I'm like, wait, 
And then I saw a couple of dogs with them and I'm like, oh, that's, that makes perfect sense. Like you can track someone literally down to like, like they're dropping their location to you. That's oh, wow. crazy. 2022, you learn something new. You never know. So my dogs escaped a lot and I'm traveling a lot. So I'm like, okay, if he ever like runs away or escapes, I want to be able to like make finding him as easy as possible. And right. that is an air tag. Got That's you. Cool. We, we just learned cool. something new on the porch. We learned yeah. something yes. new. <laughs> you need to learn something new every day. If I'm Absolutely. not learning something new every day, like kill me. Because that's not a life I want to live. Got a cat, a dog, any type of animal. Get lost. That runs away. Mm -hmm. Or even if you're like going on a vacation or something, because you know, even if your dog runs away and they're like, oh, they always find their way home. Say you're visiting family or something, or take them on vacation, they wouldn't find home. So maybe even it's just a vacation thing. It's so like inexpensive, just peace of mind. Got you. Now I might I might look into that. So, uh, so yeah, we got the air attack. So tell us how do you? Be, we got way off track, right? <laughs> that happens on the port. For a loop. I, I was like, such, dude, I have such ADD that I'm like, okay, we're going there. Let's go. <laughs> hey, I, I, the, but yeah, the organization in my life. So that's actually one of my 2022 goals is to be more organized because I do so many things. But right now, the best way I stay organized is like Google Calendar saves my life. You can share it with people so they can see what you're doing. Um, I also like keeping a physical date book because I like to write things down. It like feels more real to me. I commit it more to memory than typing it for some reason. I think it's like I'm still partially part of that generation with being Mm -hmm. a 90s kid that like I remember computers being introduced to school and it went from everything was written to everything was typed. Like I literally remember that. So to me, like writing is just nostalgic and makes me remember things more. But then I also have a productivity planner that basically helps me like set up what I want to focus the most on that day and like what type of like team member I want to be. Ask questions like if you were your own like self-help coach, what would you tell yourself for today? Like what are the three things you need to focus on today? What are the three things three things you need to focus on long term? Like it just really sets your mind up to work efficiently throughout your day. And then I have an assistant as well who is my best friend of 10 years. And she just literally helps me in all things with my life is running crazy. Can you please take my car? Like, can you watch my dog? Can you pick me up from the airport? Can you make sure that this is scheduled and booked? Like she literally helps me also keep my head on straight. You. I love it. I know I need to get me an assistant at some point, like at some point during this like year. That's a really good investment. When you get to the point where it's like, I, if there was someone else handling these other things, I could be so much more efficient. That's right. when I feel like it's time to get an assistant. Like if I'm doing this, I'm not doing this. So if I had someone doing this, I could do this, this, and this. Right. 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 Makes a lot of sense. Make a lot of sense. Yeah. So let's uh, start with one one of your jobs, right? Uh, the modeling side. So, you know, you've seen, you've done a lot of work with various brands, whether that's American Apparel, uh, Bang Energy. I know it's a popular one that you've done some uh, dope stuff with. Let's start from the beginning. What got you started into modeling uh, from the beginning? Like, do you have certain people who inspired you? Like, what was that first initial step? Well, this is probably about to take you on another tangent. My dad's a fashion designer and my mom is a model and that's how they met. So like, fashion and modeling has literally always been in my life like my dad would literally be like you're not wearing that to school and like not because it was like too revealing or anything he'd be like that's not professional enough for school you're not wearing leggings to school go put like a real outfit on like my dad would literally like outfit critique me 
That's crazy. I did not know that. And real quick, yeah. like before we even go too far, I don't know if you can see the hoodie live for the day so i'm actually the oh, co-founder right. of the brand i know we've sent no you way. past some gear some leggings some workout stuff you've done some videos with some mm-hmm. live for the day gear on and yes. um you brought your parents as well i think we sent some gear to your parents as well is it is oh it sh- yeah you did is it sherry is it sherry and Derek or sherry and Derek? sherry and Derek. Sherry yeah. and De- shout out to sherry and Derek. so now nah, when you said Hell, that yeah. i had no idea that he was a fashion designer and a model so i'm like okay so no, about this right. about this modeling thing. Um, so your dad's into fashion. Obviously, you're going through school, and obviously in high school and elementary school, those are some of the biggest times where I think people were really out to impress people, right? I think yeah. that's just kind of what it was, right? We just subconsciously did it. I guess how was it for you when your dad was just in in the fashion? Like, were you wearing the latest gear or rocking something different that didn't did nobody else rock? I guess how was that growing up? You know, knowing that your dad had the ins and outs on, you know, the current fashion. I think, honestly, the two ways it really helped me was having a father that he grew up in Maryland, where a lot of his like fashion expression was repressed because it wasn't really something that was talked about at that point in time. Like, especially like men being into fashion was not Mm. really a thing. And like from the time he was 13, he knew he wanted to be a fashion designer. So that's all he was doing. Right. Um, So it just really my parents never really put any limit limits on us for like expressing ourselves creatively through what we were wearing. So I would literally mm-hmm. go on like full theme. Like I would be, go like to school on a flash dance theme one day and wear like tights and like the shoulder, like the sweater off my shoulder and leg right. warmers. And then like the next day I would come and like, I'd have a button up and like a pencil skirt and be in like a business vibe. Like I just literally <laughs> would just like a brat stall. Honestly, like you don't, have like one brat doll you put them in different themes like right. they don't just wear one thing usually so I kind of still go about my life in that way of dressing this like whatever vibe I feel that day whatever I guess like personality I'm feeling right. is the way I'm gonna dress whether that's a cowgirl or a cheerleader or a businesswoman I like it's dope that's dope hey at the end of the day just be you whatever vibe that Literally. is at that, at that moment just be you I think that's definitely what it gave me is just a be you and like fuck what anyone else says about what you want to wear and what you want to be, how you want to cut your hair. Like I've had literally my hair has changed 17 times since I started dating my boyfriend. I have been blonde, brown, dark brown, bangs, pink, like super blonde and like dirty blonde, like literally anything under the rainbow. I he'll just be like, oh, you're going to get your hair done. Like, let's see what you come back with today. <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers I have no idea. I have no idea what, what girlfriend I'm getting back today, but she's expressing herself. Right. Let her do her thing, man. Now that's dope. Literally. I always try to like get him. I'm like, well, which one's your favorite? He's like, whichever one you want to do at that time. I'm like, no. Good you answer. Have, to have a favorite. Uh uh-uh, uh. That's a, that's a smart man. man. She just like, Very if she like man. wore that one for a little bit longer, I would have been so much happier. He's like, no, you look beautiful in all of them. I'm like, this isn't helping. Oh, he's gonna be around this for a long time. Helping. It's how you express yourself, though. Like, I always tell my Literally. wife, like, nails, hair shoes, whatever, like if you rocking that and I see that you rocking that, I think that's going to look sexy regardless, just because you rocking it, you doing your thing. You know what I'm saying? Confidence, it, it it wears more than the actual clothes that you got on, right? It ain't what you got on is who's wearing it, it's how you wearing it, it's you. you know what I'm saying? Come that's on, my man. thing with designer too, like I feel like 
yes, people look good in designer because like it's cut better and it's better fabric and stuff. But I think you also feel better knowing that it's a $700 shirt. Like you feel like the shit when you wear a $700 shirt. That's point. It's a good point. It's the myth. It's the mindset. So It's completely mental because I've literally rocked like a forever 21 shirt and people have been like, oh my God, like, where'd you get that from? I'm like, this Mm. is forever 21. I got it on sale, bitch. (laughs) Oh my God. I thought that was like free people or something. I'm like, no, that would be a $300 shirt. Man, I love no. it. I love it, man. Your mom, she, she out here preaching, Bolo. She preaching. Hey. We we 15 minutes in, she preaching. What that mean? Like, hey, every time somebody come on the porch, they just have to bless us with the game. And look, we in here 15 minutes and already getting the game. I love it. I love it. I just love to give it, honestly. I feel like everything in life is based on perspective. So all mm. I can give you is like my perspective on the life that I've experienced, which can never be wrong because it's my life. So no one can tell me what I'm saying is wrong because I'm the only one that's lived it. That. <laughs> 100%. I love it. So let's take a deeper dive into the, the modeling, right? So, you know, me, I don't know much about it. I know some of our listeners, they may be foreign to like the whole modeling business, right? So break down to our viewers and, you know, and us as well, like what all goes into like modeling, right? So in terms of obviously, you know, the staying in shape, so the physical fitness, but more than that, putting together a shoot, working with brands, like the whole, how does all that work? Well, I feel like it's crazy because those are actually like three different things. If you think about it, like right. mm. classic modeling, like you don't plan shoots, you don't talk to brands, like you literally speak to your agency and they tell you a time and place to be there and you go to a casting and then the brand doesn't really talk to you. They speak to your agency and say if they want to book you or not. And then you're on set. You're not even with the people that casted you. You're with the team. So it's very much just like, I didn't really get into modeling for a while because modeling was very focused on being super skinny. And I have like literally never been the skinny, skinny girl ever in my life. Like I literally got boobs in seventh grade out of nowhere overnight. Like I was the first one (laughs) type thing. Like I was never going to be on a runway, like emaciated Kate Moss. That was not in the cards for me. So it wasn't until I actually started modeling for brands on Instagram that I got more into modeling than I had before because I saw it as a way to not just be like a hanger for someone else's vision. But I was telling these brands like, Hey, I like this outfit. I have this amount of followers. Like you give me this outfit, I'll post it for you in a cool way that I like that is like good for my brand because I know what my brand wants. And it's not about your brand really. It's about my brand wanting to like this photo and wanting to then go to your page after and no one knows that better than me so that's what then became appealing to me about modeling was actually when it became more about me talking to the brands and not me talking to an agency who's then talking to the brands because i just feel like it's why would not why would i not cut out the middleman if i can broker these deals myself right and of course like go having a manager would be the same thing but like managers are kind of better i feel because you're not just like in the cattle like i will do things where i've i like go in and out of having managers more so i have team members now where it's like i ask people for advice because they've helped me in the past or like i know they have that type of knowledge and they ask mm-hmm. me for advice on the things that i know so it's less of like under a contract like i owe someone a percentage i just have like oh i got this deal like i'm gonna call this guy that like blah 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 like he's helped me with deals before so let me run this by him Got you. Now that that makes a lot of sense. That's like, then you go into shoots and planning shoots and that's a completely different thing within itself. That's production. And that's actually something that I got into in this past year and started my production company made by dime piece where I 
was realizing I was planning all these shoots and booking these peer spaces. And I had all these makeup connects and hairstylist connects and stylists and all these models that were always asking me like, where are you shooting this? And I'm like, oh, I planned this myself. Like this is something that I did myself wanting to be on these shoots with me. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to turn this into like me producing these things because I'm doing it already. So why not just put a name on it? So that's when you have like, you have the modeling portion where you're like doing something for a brand. Then you have the production portion where you're planning out a shoot. And then what was the third one? Just, I guess the physical fitness part. And we talked, we talked a little bit off air. Yes. (laughs) And that the physical fitness part is probably the most tedious time consuming part because you can't just like wake up one day and decide like I'm gonna work out and get abs today like right. it's literally I've tried trust that has me. to be yeah, an yeah. everyday discipline and you're literally like you're not getting paid really to come that one day of shooting you're getting paid to keep your body in a, in shape every single day so that that one day everything is perfect and they know that everything's going to be perfect because you're making five thousand dollars to be there so you better be the measurement that you're supposed to be you know little things like that right so it's it actually is a lot of pressure especially if that's what another reason i don't like agencies agencies push you to be a certain measurement usually and Mm. if that measurement isn't where your body naturally is then you basically spend all your time fighting to keep it there so that's one of the things that i watched like numerous models that i was friends with and that my parents mentored go through I was just like, that does not seem like something I would want to do. One thousand percent. So sticking with with uh, the modeling like influence, because I, I feel like nowadays a lot of people who are models somewhat transition into like Instagram and social media and become well, you know, influencers. You have to. And, yeah. Right. So I it's feel all like that, one in the same. Right. Now, at this point, like, honestly, it was back in like 2012, 2013, like 2014, just- really where you would go into a casting, like a regular modeling casting, and they would ask for your Instagram and how many followers you had. Right. Mm, Or you would go to book something. Like I booked a coach campaign directly through Instagram when I was like 18 Mm. because they wanted the posts on my Instagram. They didn't even really care about the pictures. They were like, take whatever pictures you want. We want you to post it on your Instagram. And that was one of the first moments that I was like, wait, like you want people to see your stuff. So you're going to give me things for free because wow. you know that people are going to see them because I'm posting them. Like right. it was just like, it it's like a light bulb now, but like, it was <laughs> right. literally like earth shattering to me. Like that that was even a thing. And then right. if you think about it, it is completely a thing because at the end of the day, it's traffic and it's eyeballs and people pay right. for billboards. They pay for TV commercials because they know a certain amount of people are going to see it. So that's yep. exactly what influencing is. Oh, you have this many followers. That's something people who have the potential to see the brand that you're advertising. And that is what you're selling, essentially, is ad space. So 100%. quick question for you with that. Um, I guess coach, coach myself up. Um, I only have about 1,300 followers. So um, it's, it's vastly <laughs> oh, we gotta different. We got to get it. We got to get you know, it. We got we to get going. Um, but <laughs> to be an influencer, right? Obviously, you got to have a certain amount of followers and things like that. But coach up our... Um, our listeners on, you know, how influencers get paid. So mm. um, obviously you don't have to give us the exact, like how much you get paid, but just give us like an overarching view of how it works. Like, are they just guesstimating like, okay, they have, you know, 700,000 followers, you know, hopefully we get 300,000 people to look at that. You know, we made money off this. So then we'll give so-and-so this amount of money based upon the money we get from her page. Or are they just giving you money straight up? How does that work? 
So to be completely honest, it is still very much the wild, wild west in influencer mm. land. Um, there are agencies, but at the end of the day, when people kind of want an influencer, it's because they don't want to talk to an agency. Mm-hmm. Like you're trying to circumvent a modeling agency. So you don't want to then get like routed to an influencer agency, which is why every influencer agency that I've worked with, it's been freelance. It's never been um, like a 360 type deal where they have everything to do with my influencer money and that's also why I left my last modeling agency was because they didn't want to represent me anymore unless they could also take a piece of everything that I was making on the influencer side mm-hmm. but that's all the things I was booking myself so I was like wait so you can get me jobs that pay me less you need to take 20% of the jobs I'm getting myself right it just don't make sense wow <laughs> and I'm the type of person if they had said something that made sense for them taking 20% of my money, I'd be like, yeah, dope. Like, oh, we're going to take this and it's going to make you X amount of money on the back end. Like, okay, sure, let's do that. But that did not make sense. That sounds like y'all are being greedy and you know that that's where the field is going. So you're trying to make sure I'm locked down on that avenue so that you are still making money off of me. Mm -hmm. Correct? Or not? Facts. That's real. So the way that it really works is almost the same as modeling, except essentially they are circumventing the modeling agency. A lot of places will reach out to you and they'll either offer you um, free product, which you can say yes or no in exchange Mm -hmm. for tagging. They will reach out and they will offer you free like travel or like some some type of bigger perk in exchange for posting um, or they'll just straight up, offer you money. This is what we want to pay you for a post. Yes or no. Or they'll ask you your rate. Then you have the other side of if you're reaching out to a brand, I usually, if I'm reaching out, it really all depends on like how on brand the product is for me, how much I'm going to charge someone. Mm, Because at the end of the day, like if it's something that I do all the time, like let's be for real, I smoke weed all the time. I'm not going to charge a cannabis brand the same that I would charge like something that isn't on brand for me that is like an electronics review like i don't review electronics like my (laughs) followers would be like that's Um, interesting like (laughs) okay i guess she liked this one electronic but like if i'm like yo this new weed that i just tried is crazy everyone's like oh she's a stoner like what did she just try we need to figure that out like little things like that so if it's something that's taking me off brand i definitely charge them a little bit more because it affects the natural flow of my following and my posting and my page. Right. So right. like you have to think about it. Every time you post is a chance for someone to either follow or unfollow you based on liking mm-hmm. your content. So you don't want to take someone that likes you based on the fact that you've done X, Y, and Z. And suddenly you start doing all this branded work and they're like, I don't like any of these brands. Like you're dope, but like, I'm not going to follow you because you're promoting all these things that I don't like and don't right. care about. Like, right. You have to stay on brand for what you're doing, but at the end of the day, it is still a business, especially the like those of us who have decided to make it a business. So right. you just have to find that sweet spot of like, how much is this worth, essentially? That's real. Because I mean, like, I feel like, you know, obviously when you get to a certain point, you can be very selective on who you want to choose, right? But at a certain point too, you also don't want to lose sight of who you are by just representing anything. Right. So I well, think then it gets people- even worse because then you think about, OK, well, then I'm also using this platform to promote myself and my businesses. Right. So any brand that is trying to get on my Instagram is now also taking airspace from my personal brand that I'm mm-hmm. putting out. Mm-hmm. You can only 
advertise with so much that people are going to actually absorb and take in and follow through on you get your ROI. Like you can't put a bunch of click, like click this link on a story because they're not going to click every link. So if you're asking me to do a click link today, that means that I can't click link any of my other brands that I'm personally involved in or that I'm doing. So you're basically buying time for me, for my personal brand that I have free time from because I've built this following. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense for sure. So one thing that you had mentioned um, in terms of modeling is, you know, especially the old days of modeling, right, was you had to keep your body a certain way, a certain shape, certain size. Um, And like I know a lot of followers and even people that I know uh, um, have issues with this. And one of your videos you had, I think, on your travel with Tori Vlog, you were talking about Mm -hmm. dealing with body uh, dysmorphia. And like I said, a lot of people go through that. Does modeling and being in that public eye, does that like help with that? Or do you, does it kind of make it worse? I feel like at the end of the day, when you're talking about things that are like stressors in the outside world, it really depends on how strong like your internal world is and your close circle. Mm-hmm. Cause like, regardless of what anyone is telling me, like if I go home to my grandparents' house and my grandma looks like nervous, I'm mm-hmm. eating like, there's no agency that can be like, no, you have to be a certain size. And I'm like, no, grandma, like, don't give me a cookie. Like, that's just not going to happen. Right. Right. So there are many girls and there's a lot of foreign girls, especially that come to America and they're actually coming here to make enough money to support their family back in Russia or wherever they're coming from. So when their agency says you need to be this measurement, they really need to be that measurement or like their family doesn't eat that month. So mm. I just like kind of watch this type of thing growing up of like, literally women's bodies being a make or break situation for their income and the livelihood and income of their families. Even at sometimes it really like opened my eyes to like eating disorders kind of are running everything right now. Because at the end of the day, if you go on a website and every single girl looks the same, she's all skinny. Like even if you're just a girl buying the clothes, your mind's already fucked. Like you're already in a bad headspace because I don't see any girl that looks like my body type. How will I ever know what this looks like on me? Mm. And it even goes to like movies and TV shows. Like I was, I love the movie white chicks, but I literally just watched it the other day. I'm like, Oh my God, these (laughs) girls are so thin. And then you have the whole scene with the girl, like I'm back fat Betty. And like, she has no fat on her. Like she, (laughs) you have like the Kardashians now where everyone's trying to have an ass, like that girl be bullied for being too skinny right now, but that's right. completely changed. Like that's why girls like me now that are fuller and have been fuller our whole lives and aren't injecting it and putting it in our bodies. We have that kind of like pushback where it's like, wait, no, that's not good. Cause I kind of was like brainwashed the entire first 15 years of my life, like that I needed to be like so skinny and like JLo was considered to have a fat ass and she does not have a fat ass compared to like a Kardashian now. So (laughs) the whole spectrum has changed. So it's like, okay, what I consider to be too big now is actually small. Like I get made fun of for having a small ass. Like I posted this picture and I was like, oh my God, my butt looks so good. Like it looks big. I'm so excited. (laughs) One of the comments was little booties matter too. And I was like, so I should Ah, just fuck myself and I should just... Just never mind. <laughs> Let me delete never this. Mind. Right. Oh no, he can go fuck off. But <laughs> my that's... booty is my booty, and that's what it's gonna be. Period. And I can follow or unfollow. <laughs> that's real, and I appreciate you saying that. Just because 
the world is changing so much. And, and for like a model to say, you know, say that like, you know, asses are getting bigger and and just things like that, because like just for like the normal people out here. Right. I think it just makes it harder for, you know, just kind of that normal woman with that normal body size. Right. It's like they now they're looking in the mirror uh, at their God given, you know, um, you know, body. And now they want to alter it and change it because I feel like it's so funny, like BBLs, like that's like the common thing now. Like people are getting that like they can get a chicken piece of chicken at the store. Like, well, it's everybody- crazy. Plastic surgery is really taken over because it's been around for so long now. Like, I feel like it started really heavy in the early nineties, like with breast implants, Yeah. like, Oh, your flat chest, like breast implants, nose jobs, and like fillers and Botox was like really the first that like everyone started kind of doing it because everyone has things that they're insecure about that they want to fix about themselves. I personally feel like if there's something that you've hated about yourself, your whole life, like you hated your nose, your whole life, like the second you realized what a nose was, you were like, yo, fuck this shit. I hate this shit. Go fix your nose if you have the money. But when you go in there and they're like, oh, well maybe you should also like pull your eyebrows up and like, let's also angle your chin. And you're like, Oh, will that make me look better? No, just fix your nose. That's what you hated. Stop messing with things that someone that's making money off of you is telling you to do to your body. Like the people that I respect the most, actually the place that I go now that does my lip injections and my Botox, she will literally be like, no, no, not doing that because you're a walking representation of me. You're going to tell people you came here and I don't want people to think that they're going to look crazy coming here because you look crazy from what you asked me to do. Mm. I'm like, and that's and that's clients. real. That's real because like you said, a lot of <laughs> right? a lot of times, men and women, right? Especially with social media, I don't even care. Like I don't care what nobody say. Everyone at some point has like compared themselves, right? Like you have oh, 100%. saw something and like ah, like that person looks looks better than me, or I wish I looked like that. And it's like, I, listen, I'm not against. Like if you want to go get work done, cool. But like you hit the nail on the head, Tori. Why are you doing it? And make sure your why is for you, not right. for somebody else. People on Instagram, because everybody going to judge you all the time. It don't matter how Literally. you look like. You can be the most beautiful thing in the world. You still going to have people judging you. Yep. One of my favorite things is what is the meme that's like, have you ever tried to take a picture of the moon? Look at it with your eyes and see how beautiful the moon is. And now try to take a picture. Ugly, right? Mm-hmm. It's all perspective. Point. All that perspective. Is very, that is very true. 100%. I didn't try to take hella pictures of the moon before and be like, damn. It'll never work out. <laughs> never work out. And, and it's not just the never moon, too. Out. Being out here in L.A., like, I'll be sunset. driving around and, like, you, you see a sunset or just a beautiful, like, just skyline. I mean, man, it, look, like, it looks so good. What the hell? What the, to send it back home to my family and it, it does not, it ain't hitting the same. Like, okay. <laughs> 100%, man. So let's transition to another, uh, you know, part of your life, the music side, right? So, you and your siblings. So then it became gotcha. a, like there's I came from the household where there was always music playing. Like my mom's cooking dinner. There's music playing. We're driving somewhere. There's music playing. Like we did not do anything without music playing at all times in all places, whether it was my mom's like classic rock or my dad's mm. like old like soul stuff. Like we were always inundated with music and always loved it. And I wanted to be Britney Spears or a Spice Girl. Or Christina Aguilera or a Mariah Carey or anyone that got to perform and be a performer, as most kids do. But I realized that's actually something I really love to do was be creative. And I um, won a songwriting contest when I was about, how old was I? I was like 13. 
And I won a thousand dollars and I flew me and my dad out to LA to do a writing session with the producer. And Mm. he sold that song overseas. So I was a 13 year old that had just like sold a song overseas. So the publishing company started reaching out to me, like, who is this girl? And I went in and met with them. And at the time, my brother was playing guitar for me, like accompanying me and my sister would do my harmonies. So Mm -hmm. I would like go sing for these places. And that's how we would do it. So we were at Sony ATV and we were performing and the guy was like, hold on. Like, I just have to tell you guys, like, you know, you're a band, right? Like your siblings, you're like all singing. And this is like glee. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, how do y'all not know you're a band? So they signed us actually as a band and started developing us. And that is kind of like what started us in being a band. Then we were on America's Got Talent and that just kind of pushed it further. That's actually how we even wound up in LA was we signed with a manager who was like, you guys need to move out to LA if you are taking music seriously and moving out to LA and taking music seriously. And every meeting they were like, we need your social following higher. So that is what led us into influencing because we're literally all influencers at this point, because Mm -hmm. you can only sit in enough meetings where it's like your dreams on the line. And someone tells you like, you need like half a million followers on Instagram before anyone's going to take you seriously before you take that seriously. Yeah. Right. That's crazy. How music, I'm sorry, Bolo. uh, It's crazy how music, was like the foundation that connected all the dots. You know what I'm saying? Literally. The influencing part, coming to LA. It's like music was that foundation. That's pretty, that's pretty dope. And the yeah, crazy yeah. thing is I literally have a single out right now called So High. I like just dropped my music video and people are right. like, oh, like you're, you do music? Like question mark. I'm like, <laughs> that's what I do more than anything, honestly. That, that's that what I've I do. Here. I've been doing this shit. Look, look, that's the on? foundation. Literally, it's to the point where it's like I've done that forever. Like, right, music, what? Yeah, of course. So, so what's your style? Like, what's your style musically? Like, what would you consider? What genre would you fall in? Personally, I'm like a pop R and B vibe, like very Ariana Grande meets like SZA, Doja Cat vibes. Okay, I like that. Then as a band, we were very like Travis Scott, like hip hop, pop. Because my brother is heavily hip hop. My brother still does solo stuff as well. And he actually has music videos and music out under the name Rosebud. Um, and nice. he does like straight hip hop, like straight, like fucking rage, turn up, Lil Yachty. Ooh, I'm about to check him out. You said Rosebud. Oh, yeah. Rosebud. Yeah. Come on, Porch. Look up Rosebud and then Rosebud. check out Tory Green. So high. New single just dropped. Yes. Bang. Tory 212. Hey. Ooh, ooh, I had ooh. to keep the two one two, dude. I had to keep the New Yorker in me. God, so everyone knows that you. I mean business. I'm like, I'm from New York. They're like, oh, that's why we think you're mean. I'm like, yes. <laughs> it's why. funny. We had a guest on our last our last show who was talking about, who's originally from New York. Then we asked mm-hmm. her like that whole because everyone assumes that if you're from the East Coast, specifically New York, you're mean. You're like tough. You're like, how true is that from from your perspective? Like. Keep okay, it real, so, we on the porch, keep it real. <laughs> I feel like the difference is like in New York, people are mean to your face. In other places, people are nice to your face, but they're still just as mean behind your back. Like ooh, New York, they like ooh. East Coast doesn't have time. Like it's cold. I don't have time to bullshit and like pretend like I want to do at my party. Just don't come, like type thing. Like I feel <laughs> like I moved to LA and it was the first time I ever experienced like someone being like, so I just invited this girl and she's coming to my party because like, I didn't want anyone to like think that I didn't like her, but I don't like her. So like, if that bitch actually comes, like I'm going to have such an issue with it. Ooh. I'm like, that's that I'm confused. Wait, you invited her to your party. 
so that people wouldn't think that you hated her, but you do hate her. And if she actually comes, you're going to try to fight her, but you invited her. In New York, we just, you won't hear from me. Right. You'll see the party online and you'll know why you weren't there because I don't like you. I don't fuck with you. If you ask me, why wasn't I there? The answer is because I don't like you and I didn't want you there. Maybe in like a nicer way. Like we just really don't vibe that well. Like our energies don't match. You, we shouldn't be around each other's space. But at the end of the day, like you'll definitely know I chose to not have you there. And it's because we are not friends. Period. Pete. Hey, look, Bolo. And if you got some problems, I'm gonna throw my Tim's on, throw my coat, and we can meet outside. We gotta go there. I don't feel like I don't feel like that's mean. I feel like New Yorkers just don't waste time. Like it's cold. We're not trying to (laughs) play bullshit, bro. Like I love, I love to keep going back to it's cold. (laughs) No, seriously, think about having a conversation when it's cold with someone. Yeah, oh, I know. quick with that. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 that's great. Let's go. We're out of here. Like, you're not like, oh no, like, what are uh-huh. you doing? Like, why you're like, like, no one. Hundred percent. Me and Bola were on a date trying to impress a girl, like, but never like, yeah, right. By choice. No, we're both from the Midwest. You know, I'm from Indianapolis. Bolo, he's from Chicago, so we know about the freezing cold. Ooh. And you're hundred percent right. Like, ain't no time for the BS. Ain't no time. Either ain't I rock time. with you or I don't. Either we doing this or we ain't. Make no, your phony mind up. no phony, no loving hip hop over here for us. Or you can't. <laughs> and that's how I feel like you keep the drama to like a minimum because you're just up front. So like genuinely, if you don't respect that boundary that I've given, I have the right to put my hands on you or some type of shit to make you understand if you're pushing my boundaries. Mm. But other than that, like it just keeps everyone's energy protected. It keeps everyone's time unwasted. Like if we're not vibing together. Why are we trying to make this shit work? Like not everyone is supposed to be friends with everyone. If I notice that we, it's going to be more bad than good. I'm just not going to involve myself in it because I've tried to do that so many times in my life or like my intuition's like, no, don't do that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. come mm-hmm. on, like, but they're good in this way. Like see the best in people, blah, blah, blah. It always bites me in the ass every single time. So now I'm like, nope. Intuition said, no, that means no. I don't even want to talk about it, honestly. No. Move on. <laughs> like, literally, I don't even need to talk about it. Something, some energy I have in me picked up on what you're putting out, and it's frequencies <laughs> don't match. We can't be doing that. I love it, man. Amen. So as we uh, as we transition here, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit. Obviously, you, you dived in, dived into it a little bit about the fam and, you know, the two, the two, one, two green and, and having a band and that family feel, you know, from the outside looking in, it looks like you guys are extremely close, extremely tight mm-hmm. um, as far as your family. Right. So kind of give us a look inside, you know, just the green household growing up. What was that like for you? Oh, my God. I basically <laughs> like equate my childhood to like a Disney show. Honestly, Ooh. like my parents have been together since they were 20 like happily in love since they were 20 like they still act like crazy teenagers type thing where we're like bro can y'all stop kissing like it's, <laughs> it's a lie like so and they always taught us like family's the most important thing like regardless of what beef is going on between you and your siblings like you yeah. defend each other outside of the house you represent the green name the family name like you're a representation of us and how we raised you so it was just very much like we went out into the world me and my siblings knowing that we were a representation of what my parents were doing at home. And if we wanted to represent that the way that we knew that our parents deserved, we were on our best behavior type thing. We were always very good kids. Like we were always the kids that people would like 
drop us off and they'd be like, we love your kids. And my parents yeah. were like, yeah, you behaved, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> we're like, you, you better. Your kids are more behaved than our kids. And we're like, <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, we did. Tell my mom. Tell my mama behaved. Tell her yeah. right now. Tell her I washed that dish. You tell her right now. Yeah. Because so look, was, we we 90s babies, like mid 90s, early 90s. So we was I, raised a little different. We, we was raised to respect literally. your parents. You know what I mean? None of that BS. These early 2000 kids, I don't know, Tori. I don't know. Hey, they they ain't get the belt. They ain't get the house shoe. They ain't get the the cord. My parents' saying was, yours is not to reason why. Yours is but to do or die. Ooh. Say that one more time for the porch. Say that one more time for the porch. (laughs) Yours is not to reason why. Yours is but to do or die. And that is literally like, how do you question that? Your life just got put on the back. That's a mic Like it's literally your life is literally on on the on the on the balance beam right now. <laughs> right. Play with it if you I'm want. I'm not to. asking any questions at that point. I'm just doing. Hundred you know, percent. You brought me into this world. You can very clearly remove me from it, and you've Easy. now threatened that. So Easy. I'm just gonna straighten up and fly right. I don't need any of this smoke right now. And you get that look. The, the parent. The parents give you that look, especially going to a grocery store. Don't touch nothing if it don't touch you. <laughs> the worst though the worst i was literally just talking to my mom about this was the mother pinch and she would literally Ooh. like grab me right on the back and like pinch and if that wouldn't do it twist it mm. bro that's the worst pain you could ever oh feel in your goodness. life still to this day i'm like ow that kind of hurt me just i just now. felt like, it as soon as you just said right? I, I can imagine you like know, being in like church or somewhere right where we can't be loud yeah Ooh. unless you weird. like disregard that like anything that's happening when you get home like, don't even, don't even try to run. I was a you runner. I ain't gonna lie. Too. That's the worst. You know it's coming. When you know it's coming and, like, parents you are, like, like, trying to get your mind public, right. Like, damn. You're trying to stay in public. No, you're just trying to stay in public at any cost. You're yeah. still hungry. You're still thirsty. Your, your friend's still over there. Something. You lost your <laughs> shoe. Just keep me in public. Because I know you won't touch me in public. Man, I just I, shut down and try to just be quiet. Like, hoping they just forget. I don't know how. I just tried to be in the corner like, hope she don't. <laughs> I hope she forgot what I did earlier. I caught on I caught on really early. I was like two when I stopped getting spankings and I realized like I could just rationalize things and be like, oh, you need me to stop doing this or that happens. This is done. I'm Mark. not doing that anymore. My brother did not get the same memo. He was he much did. longer. So I got to watch like <laughs> the pleading. I got to watch him like, hold on, hold on, daddy. Like, let me just tell you something like, you did not you just lied four times like there's nothing left for me to tell me like it's over like it's done i used to love trying to compromise uh, my way out of like literally like anything that i could do to get out of ass whooping then when i found out i love you so much literally like when i was getting an ass whooping i used to just try to like make myself really cry just make make feel bad yeah before it really got good i used to just be like let me just start crying hard (laughs) as hell that way it, it ain't gonna last as long that'll stop it if you love me you wouldn't be hurting me like that (laughs) you get that little cough that little coughing cry (laughs) now you know the worst one when you stuck when you that pause (laughs) (laughs) my sister was honestly the worst because i feel like my parents didn't really want to hit us after a certain point because we were girls and they didn't want like any Mm -hmm. us to think anything like that so it very much became like listen, these are your punishments. And my sister would literally be the one that's like, 
oh, you don't get TV for the weekend. I wasn't going to watch TV anyway. Oh, okay. So you don't get it for the full week. I wasn't going to watch it for the week anyway. Well, no dessert then this weekend. I wasn't going to eat dessert anyway. We were just sitting there like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you o- you were only going to have a weekend without TV. Now you got no TV, no dessert. Oh, You're probably about to get your bedtime shortened by an hour with all the slips. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? She let them know. She <laughs> dude as an older sibling you would kind of like watch how your siblings act and you're like oh i can't be doing that anymore because i I see the results like real time without the emotions from it so that's like kind of what made me realize like if you could keep your emotions controlled and calm in a situation you'll get way better results out of it that's all this is an emotional reaction like you're mad that you got caught and you're being told what to do so you're having an emotional reaction instead of a logical reaction like all right, that's my punishment. I'm going to take it on the chin. I know you're probably not even going to stick to it because I'm a good kid otherwise. And I'll mm-hmm. probably have one day without TV. 100%. So, so to your point, uh, Tori, before we transition, it's funny just because we got so many stories of how we were disciplined and how we were, you know, pretty much brought up. You know, do you feel like that helped you as an adult now looking back on it? A hundred percent. My parents were huge on having consequences to your actions and how actions speak louder than words. and. Mm-hmm literally lying was like the worst thing in my house if you told the truth you get punished for like a week if you lied you get punished for like two months then at the same time like my parents really didn't have many rules like I was very much raised in like a hippie house my parents to this day like do yoga and are vegan and like very much like we just want you to be happy and do whatever Mm. makes you happy and we support you whatever you do just don't lie and be a good person so if we were breaking any type of rule it was not really one that should have ever been broken because there were so few anyway. It's almost like we would find the small things to like rebel against because we had to because we were teenagers to rebel right. against. It was wild. Like thinking back, I'm like, that was not even a rule that <laughs> you cared about breaking, but you broke it just to see what the fuck would happen. And you saw what happened. Did you like that? Did you like that? No, you didn't. Don't do that shit again. Like your parents didn't tell you that. Like, I never had parents that were like, don't do this or like lied to me about certain things are like tried to keep me like in the dark about things like my parents were always very realistic like I literally asked my dad when I was like seven how how is Santa Claus making it to each house and what about time zones and how does he carry all those presents and like things like that my dad was like listen you have two little siblings so don't ruin the magic for them but we like to believe in the magic of Christmas no Santa's not real However, mommy and daddy do buy you presents. So now you can just tell us. I was like, oh, I don't have to write now. I can tell y'all directly. We can cut out the middleman. Cut out the middleman. Like, hey, yes. You've been cutting out the middleman your whole life. <laughs> the whole time. I'm like, wait, but I can, I can talk for myself better, honestly. And then I don't have to give a percentage to anyone for doing something that I could do myself. I love you. She's been smart. She's been smart since she was seven years old with it. For a long time. But that's my parents. My parents, literally, when I would get my allowance, I would have three envelopes. And one would be, like, long-term saving, one would be short-term saving, and one would be spending. Mm -hmm. And I literally was taught to save like that. And Mm -hmm. I was a babysitter from age 13 until 19 and paid for my first music video that way. Like, I've always been taught to grind and work really hard. And that is 100% for my parents as well. So as hard as they were on, like, disciplining us and we would mess up they were just as hard on like rewarding us and like supporting us when we were doing good which was normal like it was very rare really that like any of us got disciplined because we really didn't have anything to be disciplined for like my parents Mm -hmm. so like if you get good grades and 
you do what you're supposed to do in school, anything extracurricular, like we support fully financially driving you where you need to go, like literally showing up at every performance. My parents have always been the most supportive as long as you follow the rules and the mm. house has its rules like Vegas, the house, the house rules are the rules. Yeah. You can either play by the rules or you can make your own house. So mm. eventually I did, but <laughs> well, I have to play by those rules. I was very good at it. Yes. Yeah. I love shout it. Man. Out to the parents out there. Yeah. Shout out to the right. parents. Shout out to the green specifically, man. Now, that's big time. Now you talked about your parents, talked about your siblings. There's another family member. That's an important member of your life you mentioned him briefly as well your boyfriend he goes by d cut right he does yeah goes by d cut talk about (laughs) look look at you cheese as soon as i said his name Uh she just started blushing and smiling (laughs) (laughs) so talk to us about like again just looking on social media seems like he's always putting a smile on your face you two are always having fun can we get the love story he tells how did you two meet what happened bring it to the board welcome welcome to the social media internet love story that I feel like everyone has nowadays, which is not the same actually, but everyone has like an internet story now. It's not Mm. mine because a lot of people have DM slide stories and that's not what happened. This one was much more covert. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So we have a mutual friend who was hanging out at my house and had posted me on his story and D-Cut saw it and was like, yo, who is that? And then he showed me him and was like, yo, like, would you want to meet him? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, he's hot as hell. Like, would love, like, to meet him at some point. But I'm also, like, a huge homebody. Like, I don't really leave my house if I don't have to. So the chances that that was going to happen was also very small. So I was like, yeah, sure. Like, he's hot. Why not? <laughs> Seems cool. You you vouch for him. You say he's dope. Like, yeah, I'm down to meet him. So he's like, all right, come to a party tonight. I'm like, Damn, what? like immediately, no. we went straight to literally, it. Literally, literally. <laughs> He's like, come to a party tonight. I was like, wait, I don't want to go to a party tonight. Like, I've been partying in my backyard all day. Like, I'm kind of tired. Like, I'm not trying to go to a party tonight. But I went. It was like a small get-together. That's how he sold me. He said I could smoke weed there, which was a necessary thing. Okay. If I could oh. smoke weed there, it's a small gathering. Like, sure, I'll go. <laughs> so I went. And the first thing I asked him after he introduced himself was, where can I smoke my backwood? And he was like, oh, I smoke backwards like all the time. I'm like, oh, no, I smoke backwards all the time. So I didn't know how to roll them at the time, but I had my best friend with me and she always rolls for me still to this day. Like, I don't even roll all the time now, but I didn't roll at all at the time. So that was something he actually taught me. But we were just like smoking the whole night. And it was just one of those things where it's like I thought I was going to be there for an hour and I was there for eight hours and damn. was like, damn, like. I kind of met someone that is special. I was like, but you know what? Like everyone meets everyone. Like I have no faith in love anymore. Like fuck everyone. Like I'm just going to focus on my bag and like whatever happens is going to happen. Like if it's meant to be, it'll be type thing. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't looking for like literally anything at that point in my life. Like I was so focused on just like my bag and my dog and traveling. And I was like, those are the things I can control in my life. I can't control another person. So I'm not going to focus on that. Like I'm just going to focus on the things in my life I can control and that can affect me and make me a better person. So I'm attracting a better person because that is all you can control is making yourself better to attract better. Mm -hmm. But that is when literally he got my phone number that night. And the next day he FaceTimed me super early. And we just literally started FaceTiming every day since then. Like, all the time. We still do that now. Cause right now he is in Puerto Rico trading Jake when Jake isn't training. So it's a lot of long distance, which we still keep the same, like eight hour FaceTimes. Like, cause <laughs> I work from home. Like he pretty much works from home. So 
we will just be on our computers and just have each other up. Like people get so scared when they come into the room sometimes to talk to us. And then they realize there's another person essentially in the room (laughs) on the phone. But yeah, that is the long story short, kind of so long about how we met. The story of the backwoods, Bolo. The backwoods backwoods. brought them together. The backwoods still to this day bring us together. (laughs) I mean, the title of the podcast Tori Green, Literally, the story of the the love story of the backwoods. Backwoods, please sponsor me. Um, <laughs> that's literally to this day. Like, if one of us is like pissing each other off too much, we'll be like, "Let me to roll away, baby." <laughs> It'll all be better soon. A... That'll just make everything just. Literally, everyone will calm down after that. No, you don't yeah. care. You like you don't care anymore. Fuck them I lights. I ain't talking about that yet. <laughs> literally yes oh my god got you so obviously you and d cut are both you know influencers of your own right you know a lot of followers and i'm sure you both have a ton of people in your dms trying to get at you both how are you guys able to just you know i guess keep your head down stay focused fight off all the noise Mm -hmm. um and just stay you know locked in on each other Well, first off, to me, like our connection is far beyond physical. So it really is Mm going to take way more than like a physical Instagram DM slide to ever like even be considered temptation in any way. So you like start there. And then at the end of the day, like I know that no one is going to be the person that I am and no one is going to support him the way that I am. And even if they do, it's not going to be in the way that I do it because at the end of the day, I'm my own person. So if you're in love with me, you're in love with me as a person and no one can do that better than me. So if you fall out of love with me, that's a different thing. But right. while you're still in love with who I am and who I am as a person, that will never even be challenged because no one can do, be, do me better than me. That's real. I like it. I like it. That is real. Just because I feel like. And same thing with him. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. It's a mutual thing too. And the thing that I like more, uh, most, I guess, is. You know, when Darnell asked you that question, it was pretty much focused on yourself, mm-hmm. of what, what mm-hmm. you could do. Right. I think so many people in relationships are always thinking about the other person and how you can make the other person feel or whatever, like just kind of thinking about the other the other person. But, you know, if you focus on yourself, you love yourself, you know how you want to be treated, you know, you, you're doing the best for yourself. And that's pouring out like people will, you know, obviously attract themselves to that and, you know, hold hold themselves to a standard because you're holding yourself to a standard. So, yeah, I definitely appreciate that. That's uh, that's definitely a gem right there. Some well, the two game. things is like at the end of the day, you can only control yourself. So whatever someone's going to do, they're going to do. If they're going to cheat, they're going to cheat. If they're going to lie, they're going to lie. And you can just be who you are. And once you figure those things out, make decisions going forward, but you can't change someone's actions or like prepare for someone to do something like that just doesn't make any sense to me. Right. That's kind of like manifesting that it's going to happen. Right. Instead of just living and like giving Mm. your all to something and like being genuinely happy and not being skeptical and not being shady because that at the end of the day, everything is energy and whatever you are putting out is what you're getting back. Whatever you're dating is what you are as a partner. So if you are finding that like what you're getting back from people is not something that you like, you really need to look at yourself and see what you're putting out there because that's what you're attracting. So that's why it's all focused on you. Like whatever you're going, like even if you're in the perfect relationship, if you're going through like 
some turmoil yourself within yourself, you're going to fuck up that perfect relationship because mm-hmm. you're going to be moody. You're going to be snappy. You're not going to be the best version of yourself that you were when you met that person. So that's still like focus on yourself to have the best relationship because if you're focusing on yourself, the other person's focusing on yourself themselves, then you don't have to focus on like, Oh, I need to make you happy today. Like, no, you got that covered. You make you happy today. And then we can do something happy together with us both being happy. Mm. Damn. Stop playing with the porch today, Tori. Literally. Come on. That's the, crazy today. That's some of the realest stuff I didn't heard, man. Bolo <laughs> and myself, we're both married. So we're both in relationships as well. Um, but like you said, even if you've been in a long time relationship, you can always get some new game, right? And some new, always. Some new oh, gym. So what you saying, man, is like, you got me over here thinking like, damn, let me keep working on me. Let me keep working you know on, keep working on Darnell getting better, man. Well, so, think about it. Like nothing is more attractive than someone that's like confident in themselves. And like nothing makes you more confident in yourself than being proud of something that you're doing and feeling like physically the way that you want to feel. Yeah. So if you're focused on those things, you're just going to naturally be a happier, more confident person for yourself and your partner. Damn, that's real. So, so sticking on relationships. So you and D-Cut been, been in a relationship for a little while now. I guess kind of talk to the porch. What was, I guess, what's the funnest memory you have you have with him? Oh, oh my God. Putting the pressure so on many her. Things. You gotta pick we one. So many things. Honestly, it's probably gonna be the stupidest thing to everyone, but we our flight got canceled coming back from the holidays. And we had to spend a night in a hotel room in Washington, D.C. And like of all the bougie ass like places that we've been and like we've been so many places around the world. It was literally like so cute and nice for us to just have this like because we travel with a lot of people a lot of times. So we just Mm. literally had one on one, just two of us got stranded basically in Washington, D.C. And my dog actually, too. (laughs) <laughs> and we just like spent 24 hours just like doing drugstore face masks and like hanging out and watching movies. And because we spend a lot of time long distance um, over the past couple of months, that was just really great to have just like the two of us time where he wasn't working and like right. I wasn't traveling. We were traveling together. And like there's always mishaps that happen when you travel that like fuck shit happens all the right. time. So it was nice that he was actually there for that. And I wasn't like FaceTiming him and calling him about it. That's nice, nice. It's always but other than that. It, he took me to Disney on New Year's Day, and that was probably one of the best experiences ever because I've wanted to go to Disney my whole life and have never been to Disneyland. And then, like before COVID, and I moved out here, I didn't have the money to go. And then COVID happened, and I didn't want to go because right. it wasn't the real experience. But it's back, and it's revolutionized, and it was amazing. <laughs> I still got to go to Disney myself. I've been to LA about go. going on year four now. My wife, she's been wanting to go, so I gotta make it happen. Say, take your wife on like your anniversary and like repropose or something, or do something cute. Her birthday is coming up in a couple months. I'm I'm gonna take some notes now, man. I'm gonna talk to you offline. You gonna help? You gonna help me? You gonna help me out? That's one of the main things I always say. Like, don't talk to your guy friends about girl advice, and don't talk to your female friends about male advice because they don't know jack shit because they're not. that not that (laughs) i always used to talk to my dad and my brother i'd be like yo what is he saying here like he said hey with three wives and my brother's like he said it after 11 don't answer that i'm like i'm not asking why but i know that from a guy brain he's thinking if i was sending a text after 11 like that i don't want my sister to respond to whatever that man is wanting hell no and my dad too and like same thing with like why would you ask your guy friend like yo my girl's mad that i didn't get her flowers like 
is she right to be mad? Like, why the fuck would you ask a guy hey, that? He's going to be like, no, fuck we the be, fuck. We be on that shit, though. We be on that shit. I ain't going to lie. We be on that. Uh, Bolo, hey, man, why she mad at me, bro? Tell me, yeah, hey, you think yeah. I was in the wrong, bro? You can't do that. Think about that. <laughs> think about if she tried to get That's advice real. on you from her friend, female friend. It would be That's wrong true. every single That's time. True. That's why they always say, like, find a man that loves his mama. Because, like, at the end of the day, that's who it's all about, like, who you lean on and who you go to for advice. So if you're going to, like, bad people for advice, then your decisions are going to be fucked. (laughs) 1,000%, man. man. Now, that's real. All right. So we got one more category before we go to our quick hitters. Um, Another part of what you do, uh, I know during the pandemic, you started your OnlyFans account. Now, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of talk on both sides of some people or all in for it. Some people have, they criticize it. Explain to us from your perspective, uh, you know, why you decided to you know create your OnlyFans account and uh, just kind of your overall perspective on it. Okay. So like at the beginning of the pandemic, my modeling agency sent out an email saying file for unemployment. Cause we don't know how long there's not going to be work for. Mm. And pretty much like every influencer contract was like, either we're staying keeping you to the end of the contract or like we're ending the contract right now. Like our influencer budget has sufficiently decreased. Right. So I'm like, okay, I just got a dog and moved into a house. (laughs) What am I going to (laughs) do? And I've like literally grown up with nude art books around my house my entire life. I completely think that there is a difference between the female, like not even just the female body, but the body and sexualized body. Like that's two completely Mm. different things. Like, there will be some nude art that I'm telling you will definitely not make you feel anything sexual. It might make you feel a little scared, like types of things like that. Like (laughs) nudity does not equal sexuality. It can't be sexual. And it is most of the time sexualized and it's the female form because we live in a society that like very much has repressed sexuality and made it taboo that it's Mm -hmm. like, Oh my God, titties. But like, think about it. It's like (laughs) everyone had their titties out and they were like shoulders. No one would give a shit about a titty. Like Mm. let's be for real. Yeah. No one cares that my elbow's showing, but you know where they would care in like Arab countries where you have to wear a burqa, they would freak out if my forearm was showing. So mm-hmm. to me, it's just whatever your society is sensitized to or desensitized to that is considered like taboo or not taboo. So to me, like see-through bras and like implied nudity was always something like Playboy has always been beautiful to me, like certain things like that, like greek roman art like all that stuff they're like in towels and togas and naked they're naked they're just naked and eating berries and like listening to oracles and shit like they were not thinking about sexual things at that point they were but that wasn't the intention of that piece of art right so to me there is a way to be nude and have it be artistic and then there's a way to be nude and have it be pornographic and either way is fine like whatever way you want to skin the cat like that's your situation like whatever you're comfortable with whatever your boundaries are and your guidelines but my whole thing is like unless you're hurting yourself or someone someone else like I don't give a fuck what you're doing and anyone that does give a fuck about what you're doing if you're not doing anything that is hurting yourself or someone else is nosy as fuck like why do you have so much time to be concerned with what the fuck I'm doing why am I so relevant in your life when you are so irrelevant in mine the only reason I care about your opinion is if you're someone that I care about, like if my mom's upset about something, I care because that's my mom. But Susan six four seven on Instagram <laughs> mad about something, like this is not even your real name. Like I don't care 
that you don't like that. Like, I don't care that you think that is whatever you think it is. Like, cause I don't care about you. So I think right. like we really become, have become this society where like we care what everyone thinks so much. And there's just so many people and you're never going to please anyone, everyone. Or so just anyone, do you, really. just do you. So literally do you. just do you. So that's Not literally true. my thing with OnlyFans is like, I've been pissing people off my whole life. Like people have called me like an Instagram hoe before, like just for posting a bang ad type thing. Mm-hmm. Like I've, there's such like a far spectrum of like what people consider to be like, sexual or prude so i've never really been on any other spectrum than the people that are close in my life and when i told my parents i was thinking about doing it they were in full support of it they were like just never show your badge and i was like make that deal to you right now yeah (laughs) but um it's like little things like that like just being open and honest with the people around you and that you care about their opinion and if it's at the end of the day there's people that unfortunately they're not as open as my parents and the people that I have in my life and they can't be honest or they are honest and it still doesn't go down a path that like is okay. But at the end of the day, like you're living for you. And I feel like a lot of people go through those midlife crises because they live for their parents or they live for whoever raised them. And they just want to make Mm -hmm. that person proud. Then that person passes and they're like, Oh my God, like what am I living for now? Like I'm in a job that I hate, like married to someone that just was like, fit the mold at that time, like living in a house and stuck in a mortgage that I don't even want to be in this town. Like I just wanted to play violin and travel to Sweden. Like, Mm. and then you're 50 and you're stuck with these kids that feel the hate because they Mm. are a part of a life that you didn't want to have in the beginning. And now your mom that was so proud of you is dead. Like, (laughs) and you're buying a cherry Corvette and you're sleeping with your assistant now, like because you're trying to relive your youth. Right. Trying to catch up. It's just like crazy things. Like if you start behaving and like living your life for other people that literally only turns into a life of like not living for yourself. And then you have to start thinking like, oh, like, would that person like if I did this? Like, what? Would you like it? (laughs) I have like had so many like conversations with, of course, growing up, like there were so many kids that my mom wants me to do this. My dad wants me to do that. Like I need to be a lawyer. I need to go to this college. I need to do this. And I would always be like the shitty ass friend, I guess I would be like, but do you want to do that? Right. They'd be like, no, well, I have to, like, I have to be a doctor. Like everyone's a doctor. I'm like, but do you want to be a doctor? Because that seems like a really, really hard job. If you like, don't really want to do it. Like that's not just a job that you can just like bullshit through. Like that's a lot of school to go through. If you don't want to be a doctor and money, like you don't understand (laughs) my family will like, disown me and blah, blah blah I'm like yeah but like at a certain point like you have to sleep with yourself every night so can you go to sleep every night being a doctor <sighs> nobody's inside your and head. that's just like literally and I always ask people the question like okay so what would you do right now if anything that you did would make you the perfect amount of money that you want to make yeah what would you do and they're like well what do you mean like there's only certain jobs that can make certain. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm literally talking about if you want to like lick the bottom of the shoe every day, and that's the job you wanted, you would make as much money as you wanted to make doing that. Like literally, right. tell me anything under the sun that would truly make you happy if that was your job. And so many people cannot say it because they don't know. Right. And that's crazy to me that they're just literally doing something that they knew would make them money or knew their family would be happy with. And they're so unhappy in what they're doing. They're like living for the weekend to just get drunk and like waste the money that they spent all their time hating making. Got you. 
That's now that's real. Now that's definitely real, man. You you, you drop in some real life stuff that we can all relate to, men and women, you know, for sure. So literally. Um, one more thing, and then we'll go to our, our quick hitter so we, you know, get you up out of here. What's the craziest request you've gotten on OnlyFans so far? Keep it real with us. The craziest. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know it's crazy. I think, honestly, it's the people that, like, want you to be mean to them. Huh? Explain. What? So, like, there's literally people who they ask you. It's financial domination at the end of the day. Like they want you to be like, you suck. You're like, you're a terrible human and like degrade them. Fuck. And that's what they'll pay you for. <laughs> and I think that's probably the craziest thing to me. Like I would never pay someone to be mean to me. And I, that's, that's wild. That's, that's, tur- that's turning them that's on. Unworked out trauma, man. I ain't never. Burlo. So you be dogging that ass. Do you, <laughs> do you be going through with that shit? I mean, you're getting that money. Hell yeah, she is. Bro, ladies don't kiss and tell. Come on, I can't be giving away these That's secrets. true. That's true. Because I'd be like, shut your ass up. Send me $100 right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bolo, send me $200. I'll tell you why you why you look this way. <laughs> no, nah, for real. Yeah, I think the craziest thing that I've done is I charged $150 for someone to unlock a picture of my elbow. What? And they were completely happy with that purchase. Stop lying. Stop lying to the porch. Your elbow elbow oh my god there's plenty of people making a lot of money on OnlyFans without doing anything sexual at all man where the account at let me show i'm about to post my knuckles and see what happens i got a decent hand my hand ain't too bad neck bones in this motherfucker (laughs) i do got a strong neck (laughs) i literally say like at the end of the day anything is marketable you just have to find the market of people that you're looking for Gotcha, Damn. Man. Well, hey, in any market, at, at the end of the day, it's marketing your nudes at a mass scale level or whatever you're marketing on there behind a paywall. So, like, either you're smart at working with a paywall and clickbait, or you're not. Real, I like it. Well, hey, Porsche listeners, man, go if you ain't subscribed already, go subscribe to Tory Green OnlyFans. What's your OnlyFans username so people can go directly it's Tory to Tory Two One Two Green? It's oh, everywhere. Green. Tory Two One Two Green. You might get hey. nudes, you might get elbows, you might get your ass cussed out. Either way, you're going to get what get you want. on there. It's like literally the you. only place where there's no guidelines, so that's where I can have fun. Now, 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 I got to ask this question before we <laughs> transition. All right, I got to ask this question. What does D-Cut think about your Ooh. OnlyFans? Your question. He has an OnlyFans. Mm. Ooh. So is it like a... Polaroids. He's behind the scenes on all my shoots. He films oh. everything. He sees everything I do. It's Everything at the end of the day is communication and honesty. So if you're communicating and being honest and there's really like, are you fine with me doing this? No. Okay. I won't do that. Are you fine with me doing this? Yes. Okay. I'll do that. Like, That's real. Shout to D cut. That's a confident brother. I will say that. I don't even, I don't even know him yet. We've talked to him. Straight up support. We're going to give him as a guest at some point, but it's like a confident brother for sure. It takes a confident brother or sister, whatever, for you to be, you know, comfortable. Um, to have your partner, you know, show them, show their body or whatever, whatever the case may be. It, it shows that he really believes in you and, you know, is willing to invest in you and is confident and comfortable within his own skin. Like, yeah. Well, also at the end of the day, I said before, like our relationship is so much more than physical. Right. So right. for something that's so just like a physical platform, honestly, because at the end of the day, like it is still a detachment of being through a screen and I'm not with these people in person. It's right. com- like uh, you get me in person. You get like me sitting here, like rubbing your arm. Like you get the physical me. 
and my energy and my love. And that's so much different than the physical me. That's real. Because look, hey, I'm trying to tell y'all, Porch, hey, at at some point in time, that physical shit going to run out. All right. You can't just. It always does. Always does. That's real. We are going to get older. Stuff ain't stuff ain't going, you know what I mean? Work the same, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You got to have something else to, <laughs> hey, you got Things are going to hang a certain on. way. You're going to fall asleep doing certain things you did, but never dream of falling asleep doing before. You better love, you better <laughs> love that person laying next to you. <laughs> That's real. 100%. So let's move to our quick hitter so we can get you out of here, man. Um, so we have just a few various different questions where we'll ask you and then you can respond with like two, three lines, Uh, you know, answering why so i'll start off bolo and then you jump in so the first question we got um you mentioned that you know d cut obviously he works with jake paul we know jake paul mm-hmm. you know boxing heavily now he's been like the main event the last couple of yeah, fights no one knows who that is right very low-key person <laughs> yeah very low-key no right. one knows him. uh <laughs> right and i actually saw you were at the uh, last uh, major event when he knocked out tyron woodley let me ask you this. Gotta support my man. You gotta support you your me? man. Of course. So answer this. If you ever got into the ring, who would you want to fight and why? Keep it real. Oh my God. Yes, I'm putting you from uh, New York. I'm putting that pressure on you. Who would I want to fight? Honestly, it wouldn't even be a specific person. I would just want to fight someone that was really taking the training process seriously. So when I beat them they would know that I beat them fair and square. Ooh. Mm, I like that. I like that outlook. You like a challenge. Okay. Yeah. No, I just, I want a worthy opponent. I don't want to like murk someone and have people be like, obviously. I'm like, no, I want to be people to be like, damn, like she right. did that shit. Like, I'm not trying to just like fuck around if I would ever be in that position. Don't play with That's it. Real. I love it's not it. just for the win. It's for the respect. Mm. I love it. I love it. So uh, next quick hitter here, um, we were talking about relationships and it seems like, you know, you guys are well in tune to, to each other. I guess what's one thing you bring to a relationship that no other woman can? <sighs> Myself. Ooh. You will never get this brand anywhere else. This is one of a kind. No one I... can do me, as I said, better than I do me. So yes. anything that anyone else is bringing, it may be fire. It may be an aspect of something I bring with this particular cocktail. <laughs> Hey, no, <laughs> can't nobody make that cocktail. No, hey. nowhere else. This Not mixture right here is a little bro. different. Even my siblings are different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a full sister, bro. She's two years younger than me. We are completely different people. So you can rest assured, you'll never get this version again. Mm. Love it. I like that. I like that. Okay, so I got a tough one for you right here. We call this oh. one. Would you rather? Now, would you rather have no sex for three months? Or consume no weed for a year. Mm. I mean, I'm going to have to do that with pregnancy at some point anyway. So I kind of like that's kind of answered for me. I'm going to have to be okay with one of them. I can keep one, but not the other during that time period. So one's clearly more important. Right, right. Damn, that's a tough one. Okay, okay. I respect that. Like if that wasn't one of the like factors in my head, I'd be like, no, honestly, that's not even a question. So, uh, so, so let me say one this: one enhances the other; one is necessary. Got you. Okay, there you go. Like boy, boy, period. Good answer. I like that. Polo, jump in. So, uh, next, next one we got is it's called this or that. So, um, give me this or give me that. So, the first one we got here is lingerie or a bikini. 
bikini. All day, huh? Okay. <laughs> All day. Lingerie is a waste of money. You're wear for 30 seconds. True. Facts, facts, facts. It's like, yeah, I just spent five hundred dollars on this. Take it off. <laughs> right, it's gone. You That's know true. Could have gone around the world for that. Hundred <laughs> percent. Okay, next one we got. I'm a huge food guy. Bolo is too. So we got pizza or tacos. Ooh. I'm a New Yorker. Oh, duh. All day, huh? I ain't All thinking day. about that. You should answer that for me. Pizza. Got to have a pizza. You got to put me on. I haven't found like a super fire LA pizza spot out here. You got to put me on game, Tori. It's really hard. It's really hard. I don't really even eat it here unless I'm eating like Papa John's, Domino's. Like, you know what you're getting. You're not trying, really. I guess the closest. No, because it's not even. It's still like bad New York pizza. Like the best. LA pizza that I've had like I'm, I'm saying like if you're trying to do New York City pizza like you can do like the fancy pizzas and like yeah. the fast food pizzas but like if you're really trying to like make the New York pizza mm-hmm. even the best one is still like there's something about the crust it's the same with the bagels yeah. can't do bagels out here either there's like one place called Bagelicious in the valley that makes like New York style bagels I don't know how they do it but they do it mm. but other than that it's let's go to the east coast because even when I think I've found it, I just literally haven't been back to the East Coast in a while. And I go back and I'm like, hell no. I played myself. <laughs> I played myself. You that can't doesn't... Do that. No. Well, if you oh. figure something out, just let, let me know. Let me know. I will. I'll try. I've been trying. So I think you're going to answer our next question here. You kind of pretty much answered it. Ah, yep. It's a wrap. New York or LA? LA. <laughs> Oh, shocking, right? I hate the cold. Shocking. You, I talked about the cold a lot, did I not? I hate the cold. I hate the cold. And at the end of the day, I love weed. I love warm weather. I love beaches. I love hiking. I love the mountains. I just came here when I was like 13 and I was just, I felt like I should be here. And every time I visited since, I was like, I need to move here. Mm. And then I did. That's real. I try to listen to my intuition as much as I can. My mom, like my parents, my dad's Christian and my mom's Jewish. So we weren't raised like believing in one religion. We were just really um, raised being spiritual. So I've always just like kind of trusted my intuition and the very law of attraction. What you put out is what you get. It is. That's love. hundred percent. So, all right, last one here before we close out the show, finish this sentence in 2022, Tory green will be attracting everything that the universe has to offer. Bring it on in. Come Bring on. Bring it on in. Reel it on in. Everything. I need Whoa. it. Need what a it. way to end the show. I love it. Abundance. I love it. Abundance. 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 Every joy, peace. All that. Happiness. All Bring me all that all good the stuff. That I already it. have, all but need to accept that I have. Mm. Amen to that, man. Hey, we she brought she started the show off with a gym. She ended off with another gym. Again, man, we appreciate you for stopping by, pulling up to the of porch. Of course, this is so much fun. Of course, tell the people before you go where they can find you on social media. If you got any businesses or any products, anything you're promoting, take your time right now. Let the world know. I am Tori. You can find me on Instagram or pretty much any social media platform. Tori two one two green. That's Tori with an I. Green like the color. Um, I also have all my socials for my podcast, my vlog, and my production company on that Instagram. That you can find those on there as well. So I don't really have to 
make you memorize a bunch of things right now. If you remember Tori 212 Green, you can find me pretty much anywhere. Love it. Yes. Love it. Well, Tori, we appreciate you for blessing the porch. I'm your boy, B. Jones. I'm rocking with my boy, D. Nail. And just like Tori say, do what's best for you and have confidence. This is The Porch, and we out. Peace. Peace out. The porch, that was where it all began. Had to put in work every day we got it in. We chased all our dreams, and now they can't believe it. We make it look easy. We achieving everything we need. Now we undefeated. If we link, no, it's only business. If we get to speak and leave them speechless. I did things for free, but now it costs to see me. When you see me, you ain't got to greet me. Just don't plot the sneak I'ma see you. I'ma stop and watch you lose and get the Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.